and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. All right, everybody, this is Brother Frank, and back with another episode of The Remnant Call. God bless each one of you for being here through these 10 days of awe. Folks, it was an exciting time. It was tiring at times. You know, fasting is never easy. It's not supposed to be easy, but it can be life-changing. And I don't know about you, folks, but God was wonderful to me. He blessed me. Uh, I'm thankful because I needed it. I needed that as much as anybody needed it. And so those 10 days and being able to meet in a solemn assembly, yes, we've been talking about it since I believe back in 2016. It may have been 2017, but we've been talking about it for years. Finally, we did it. We couldn't meet all in person. I had some friends that came up here for it, but we were able to meet at least virtually and God was blessing. The testimonies have been wonderful. People, um, just things they've been sharing with me. Uh, it's been great. And we talked about, you know, there were those who could fast the whole time on just water or those who could do the Daniel fast, those who fell off the fast and got back on. Listen, folks, it doesn't matter. There was no condemnation. The truth was that you were just fasting and praying and seeking the Lord. And we appreciate that because this is the hour God has called us as believers to rise up because I believe that the great harvest is coming, folks. Now, I didn't say the revival of the United States is going to turn into a great nation. Hear me on that. I never said that. I said a revival of a harvest is coming, and it's amongst God's people. We're going to, in these last days, the harvest is great. The laborers are few, but I believe God has got some labors that are being prepped right now for the hour that is coming, that we can reap the harvest, the things that we have sown so that God can be glorified in this last days. If it's not his will that any should perish, well, you better believe he's going to be reaching people that we never thought could be reached. And you know what? There will be people who don't make it who you are sure that we're going to be there. The only way we can know for sure is that we keep ourselves in Jesus. And that's so important at this moment. Well, we have returned back to our normal format. Now on Thursday nights, uh, so thank you all that were with us through this thing. God bless you. And so with that, we've got a special guest. You know him well if you've been here for the last 10 days or the last four years about. And that's Brother Benjamin Baruch here on the Remnant Call with me tonight. Benjamin, are you there? Oh, hey, Frank. Um, I hope so. How are you doing? Amen. Brother, I tell you, it has been a... It has been a, a powerful time. You know, we ended up the program last week, uh, or last, excuse me, mon- Sunday night, the beginning of Yom Kippur, the last day we were fasting through, and we made a commitment that we were going to get up and spend that hour with the Lord every day. And, uh, brother, I needed it as bad as anybody. You know, I, I was slipping myself. Uh, you know, had times through the years where you do that and then you get off track and you don't mean to and you get back on one. Well, folks, I needed to get totally 
back on the wagon. I'm, you know, by God's grace, I'm keeping that. And I tell you, it has been glorious, brother. It's been wonderful. And I'm praying in early in the morning, chowing on the word, Lord. It's delicious. I mean, Lord, thank you so much for your blessing of your word. It has been wonderful. So, Benjamin, thank you for that, because you really were the one at the end that called us all to that. And uh, I'm going to say well, right amen. up front, that's for me as much as anybody. Well, you know, I had no plans to say anything. Well, I didn't have anything prepared any of the nights in reality. But, you know, that was just the perfect conclusion. And, you know, that is really an amazing prescription. And, and the enemy will fight us. You know, And it's not easy to, to set aside an hour before you go and chase the carrot, before you go and get on the hamster wheel, before you go and chase the cheese that keeps moving. And, you know, we all have responsibility, jobs, chores, families, and all those commitments consume the majority of our time. But we also have a commitment to the Lord, and it does come first. And the wise would take heed. And, and um, praise God, you know, the Lord, the Lord has woken me up early. I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning today and, and, and spent about an hour in prayer and and was so blessed by it that I was like fully awake. So I get up at four and and thought, well, you know, let's try to do something productive with the early morning. And even my friends on the East Coast are still asleep. <laughs> so, but of course, within a couple hours, I'm crawling back into bed. <laughs> so hallelujah, we're all recovering from an awesome time in the days of awe. We're recovering from fasting. And, you know, Frank, I, the last day, for those of us that, that fasted, whether you did the pure water fast or you did a modified water Daniel fast during the days of awe, and if you, if you stepped it up into the, into the final day and you went to no water, no food on Yom Kippur, you found out <laughs> how that is the most powerful fast of all. I mean, what you accomplish in 10 days of water fasting, you hit that same level of a complete destruction of the strength of the flesh in a single day of, of fasting from both food yes. and water. And, and Frank, I'm telling you, I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to sit in a chair by the end Brother, of the day of Yom Kippur. I, I'm telling you, I drink water nonstop till sundown, and the moment it was sundown, about pretty much going into the program time, I'm like the Sahara Desert, like I'd never <laughs> drink an ounce of water. I know. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as your brain realizes, I cannot have another drop, you're thirsty. And isn't that, doesn't that tell you the mind of the flesh, but Frank, isn't it amazing that you start at sundown, and, and I had so many things that I was doing busy-wise. I didn't really have a chance to drink much water in the afternoon before the sun went down. And then we had to jump on the, on the uh, remnant call program. So, brother, I went into it with, without being fully hydrated, and oh, my word. I felt like 
I was driving in a car down the freeway at 60 miles an hour, and they threw me out the window in the afternoon of the next day, and I hit one of the concrete pilings. Man. I just was destroyed. I almost fell down the stairs. I mean, literally, I think angels must have grabbed me and just said, we're God. not going to break Benjamin's neck today. But I was so destroyed, Frank. I, I haven't recovered yet. I, brother, I'm telling you, I know it was like somebody was dragging me through the desert with my tongue in the sand and, uh, it was, it was rough and I've done Yom Kippur, but I told my wife, I said, honey, next time we do a 10 day fast, I don't want to end it on Yom Kippur. Uh, (laughs) That was rough. But the, the spiritual benefits of this 10 days so outweighed it. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Frank, I mean, you know, I've been in warfare mode fighting for my life (laughs) and fighting for the life of my family, my children, and fighting for the remnant. And, you know, candidly, I don't even, I should have kept track. (laughs) I mean, we fasted. This whole year has been one long period of fast broken up by little brief periods of of having food. And I was telling my one friend, Dr. Ron, I'm like, you know, I think I need to eat normally for a while because <laughs> my system's fried, Frank. I am hurting so bad. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, if I was a horse, you'd shoot me. It's just I'm we're broken, brother. Yeah, I'm still breaking my fast uh, easy and slow because my body's it's it's warning me. To slow oh, yeah. down, coming back in, warning me. Well, you went. You were perfect water only. Well, water and solid. Food. Yeah, I had this little bit of a mixture that had some protein in it and stuff. Drink a little bit, but I, yeah, I drank like a gallon and a half of distilled vegetable water every two days. Whoa! Well, that's good. That's yeah. Oh, it it, it was a blessing God. to me. That stuff, and I, you know what? I feel like I had an advantage because. I learned that years ago from you, long before Remnant Call was even a thing. Uh, years and, you know, probably, I don't know, I guess I learned, I don't know, 20 years ago almost from you. Yeah, I've been like the little fasting uh, cheerleader. <laughs> I've been calling people to prayer and fasting for years. And you know what? A small percentage of the listening believers actually respond, Frank. And when they do, it sets a fire in the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, maybe a hundred or a thousand people will hear the call to fasting and prayer, and maybe five people or ten people will respond. But in the lives of those who respond, the fire of God's anointing is kindled, and it begins to blaze all over the nation. And, you know, and I know the Spirit is calling the disciples all over the world. And the Master told the Pharisees, you know, as long as I'm in the earth, we're celebrating the wedding. This is like the rehearsal dinner, and it lasted for three years. But when I'm taken from them, my disciples will begin to fast and pray. And so, you know, for anyone who really is serious about following Jesus, and anyone who's really serious about breaking the satanic bondage out of their life, then you got to get serious about fasting and praying. And if you're not serious, then, you know, you probably should just turn off, 
turn me off for sure. You don't want to listen to me. I'm just going to mess up your entire deal. You know, um, there's some great sermons being preached by guys like Joel Osteen, you know, and uh, any of the mega churches, you're going to fit in just fine. Go have the potluck and, you know, and do whatever you got to do. But for those who are really wanting to press in, you know, you got to pay the price. Hallelujah. And, and we paid the price, brother. And, and scores of people paid the, paid the price. And, and Frank, I'm getting feedback from people that were listening, that were part of each one of the, the nights, and people that did the fast. And, I mean, you know, this feedback is tremendous. It, I mean, brother, people it are, is. Yeah, there were breakthroughs, man. I'm telling you, people's lives got changed. I mean, people are testifying things like, you know, these solemn assemblies were awesome. Tears were flowing from from their their eyes. Very powerful. Uh, a lot of breakthrough occurred in my life. I'm just reading some of the comments. Um, you know, the solemn assembly changed my prayer life. I don't know how to explain it. The pressure is off. I am breaking through. I mean, we have done damage to the kingdom of Satan in our individual lives, in our collective group lives, and, and within the remnant. So praise God for that. But you know, the high holy days, Frank, were not done. The day of John before has passed. What is awaiting us is tabernacles. And that's the time for the visitation of the Lord. And so, you know, if you guys were ever going to try the, you know, get up an hour early and seek the Lord in prayer an hour before you begin your day, the season that we're entering into tonight with the 1st of October at sundown, and by the 3rd, which will begin the, the Feast of Tabernacles, this is the time to try this out. This is the time to, you know, test the Lord in the sense of do this and see what God's response is. And I don't mean test the Lord in the terms of putting the Lord to the test, but, you know, step out in obedience and in faith and watch how heaven responds. The Lord is very serious about this, you know, seeking Him first. He's very serious about the first fruit offering. And the reason is, it changes your entire day. From walking in the mind of the flesh, from being under the, the counsel, essentially the dark counsel of this world, and trying to ferret it all through with your own wisdom and discernment, to entering into the presence of God, receiving the daily living manna for that day, receiving the, the full portion of living water. I mean, think how ineffective we are without water. Okay, you did a 24-hour zero water, and physically we are worthless. We're destroyed. Well, it's the same in the spirit. You go 24 hours without any living water, you're you're just worthless spiritually. You got nothing. You got no strength. You got no power. You've got to get into the presence of God to get the living manna, which is the the physical. It's the carbs and the protein of the spirit and then you've got to have the living water which is the fire water the water that is literally on fire and you know the word literally means the fire water that's in the heavens 
for our God's a consuming fire. And the Holy Spirit is, is a, an outflowing of, of water. But the water's on fire, brother, with the presence of God. And you need that fire in you that it would burn bright. And then we will have the power, the strength to move throughout the day in the Holy Spirit and not in the flesh. So, I mean, it's a game changer. You know, it's like showing up with your armor versus showing up in your pajamas. And with your armor on, you are a foe to be reckoned with. And in your pajamas, with sleep in your eyes and your hair still all messed up, on a spiritual battlefield, you don't even count. You're taken out in one move. And you don't even know it happened half the time. Like the witches that came into the chat room while we were in the... One of the, I think it was the Thursday night that what was the night that we got invaded? Was it Thursday, Frank? I think it was, or Friday. I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember. Who cares? Uh, it really was a blessing. I'm glad we uncovered those those Cretans, and I'm glad we sent them packing. And um, I, you know, I would just warn our audience, you know, test all things, you guys. Don't just assume. Because somebody comes as in, you know, dressed like a, they sound Christian, they look Christian. Satan appears as an angel of light, and so do his false ministers. And enough on all that. Amen. So, Frank, what's, you know, here we are on the Advent, a couple days before Tabernacles. What's the message yeah. for the final feast? Well, it's, it's a looking forward to the thing we've truly been looking forward to. Uh, our entire lives, and that is the final fulfillment that's coming when God Himself shall tabernacle with man. And folks, these feasts of the Lord—they were not only prophetic uh, in nature; uh, they've been prophetic since the beginning because they told a story. But they are also part of our hope. I mean, our hope is in the coming of the Lord. And these feasts remind us, they tell a story of what's happening and understanding them and why they are around and what they're all about. Folks, if you want to learn deeper about Scripture, understand what the feasts of the Lord are. And, and, and folks, just remember, listen, I love Israel too, but these are not Jewish feasts. These are God's feasts. Go look it up. He's very specific. These belong to him. They don't belong to, to any one nation. They are God's actual feasts. And he wants us to understand the meaning because it's, it's so deep and so wonderful. And honestly, brother, I guess if we were going to do a show on that, we should have started on just the meaning of what tabernacles are. We probably should have started a while ago. Uh, maybe we can do that on a different episode. But in my personal thing is this is an exciting reminder of what is going to happen in the future. Well, it is, and uh, and the Lord is coming in visitation relatively quickly. And for some of us, who knows, He may be coming um, sooner than we think. I pray He does. I, I pray the Lord comes to my house as soon as possible, Lord. I would... I need to talk to you, and I need to see you. Hallelujah. But you know, Frank, the, we could also talk for a minute. The world is changing. Did you notice a uh, major war started on Yom Kippur? Yeah. That incredible? Would, that, that evening, right? Wasn't it? Right before, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was literally that evening. Um, 
the nation of Azerbaijan and Armenia both declared war on each other. And, you know, you would think, okay, first of all, most people couldn't even find those countries on a, on a map if they had to, but these are republics that are former Soviet Union republics that are basically right between Russia and Iran. And the Russian military is involved in the fighting. Pakistan is now sending troops. Turkey's sending military assets. Israel's involved in rearming Armenia. I mean, this is like the first stage of World War III, potentially. I find it fascinating that Jewish boy that claimed to have had that vision of Ezekiel 38, he made the statement that the war would start in the region of the Middle East, but would not involve Israel. Israel would not be fighting at first, but it would ultimately accelerate, it would ultimately grow until it turned into Ezekiel 38 and all the nations would turn against Israel in that attack. And, you know, it's fascinating, the Russian Air Force has asked Iran for permission to move Russian air power to Iranian air bases. And wouldn't, isn't that convenient for ultimately using that air power in the Ezekiel 38 invasion of Israel to have the Russian Air Force pretty much on the doorstep of Israel at that point, if they move those planes down to Iran. So, you know, it's all kind of unfolding right before our eyes. And, and folks, you got to remember, one of the middle things of Ezekiel 38 is a simultaneous attack on America, the land of unwalled village, right. villages. And uh, go read it again. You'll see it. Um, and and, and so look out. Yeah. Look out. I'm not. I'm not saying this is the beginning of Ezekiel 38. I'm just saying, and when we see it all, what happens if it continues to progress, and we do see that, just remember what's coming. Don't forget that. Right. Well, it's just it's fascinating that this war began on Yom Kippur, which you know is almost a, a, a tip, but all the players that are involved and. You know, could this be another, you know, isolated conflict? Sure. But given the lateness of the hour, this looks like it may be the early battles of the war that will escalate into Ezekiel 38. And, you know, so we'll keep, we'll keep watching it carefully and, um, and we'll keep praying and we'll keep pressing in. And um, God bless the, the people that have been praying. Uh, God bless those of you that have been praying for me. Um, in your prayer time, cancel the witchcraft. Take authority. You know, we, I've been trying to encourage everybody, you know, step out and walk on the water in the Spirit and take the authority which Jesus has given you to bind the powers of of Satan. Jesus told his disciples, and if you are a believer, and you are born again, and you have received the Holy Spirit, you are a disciple. You have received the same mantle of authority in which the Lord said, I've given you authority over all of the power of the devil. And we need to use that authority bind, to command, 
to rebuke and then to stand in agreement with the word of God that the Lord also has rebuked Satan. And it stands in the gap for his people. We're covered by the blood of Jesus, which is why we can prevail. But it is incumbent upon us to learn to, to step out. And instead of praying that God would intervene, we need to step up. You shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and it will be cast in the sea. Not, you will ask God to move the mountain. I mean, yes, the Lord can move the mountain, okay? But the Lord, I think he enjoys the defeat of Satan all the more when it's through our exercising authority through faith. Because think of the think of the 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 impact in the spirit world i mean yes the lord can crush the kingdom of satan with a word because god's infinitely bigger and infinitely more powerful but the fact that we step up and do it and we're just these little people but when we stand in our faith in the power of the name of Jesus and in the authority of the blood that has been shed on Calvary and we declare the power of the blood and we rebuke the satanic forces and we bind the, de the demons that are attacking our friends, our family, ourselves and we bind them and we command them to leave in Jesus' name and when we defeat them through the power of the cross here these big, powerful, spiritual powers are being beaten by these little people the power of Jesus' name. I mean, it's even greater glory because, you know, not only can, has the Lord defeated them, but the defeat is so absolute and total that a child can turn back the principalities. And boy, don't they go with their tail between their legs. So it's almost like an in-your-face to the enemy that the Lord has his sons and daughters who are mere men upon the earth exercise that authority and defeat and destroy the works of darkness. And you know that the days are getting more difficult, you guys. The warfare against all of us is raging. We have got to step up in spiritual warfare. We have got to step up in prayer. This is not like the world that we lived in 10, 20 years ago. And it is getting progressively darker by the day. Darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the mind of the people. And that is growing in power daily. But the light of the Lord is going to arise upon the people of God and upon his remnant. So I would just encourage everybody, put the Lord first. Make the time to, to be there in, in prayer first thing in the morning. And take authority step out of the boat begin to walk on the water in the spirit exercise the authority the kingdom of heaven suffers violence we are in a battle Paul talked about spiritual armor because there's a fight going on we wrestle not against flesh and blood and it's not a war that just is over in one second you don't just well I declare victory in Jesus name great what are we having for dessert no it's a wrestling match and you don't let up until the anointing that breaks the yoke has broken through and you know that the victory's been 
achieved and received. And don't be afraid to pray twice. You know, the charismatic church got sold so much garbage, wrapped up as if it were faith, you know. Well, we're going to just declare it. You know, that scripture was completely misinterpreted. The word in Job where it says, you'll declare a thing and it, and it will be established. The t- proper Hebrew translation for that verse in Job is you will discern the difference between the true and the false, and thus your way will be established. You won't follow lying words, you'll follow the truth. And as a result, your path will be established. We don't have the authority to just declare whatever we want. I mean, if you do, why don't you just declare COVID is over? Why don't you declare the, you know, go down the list. See how powerful your declarations are. No, we operate within the Word of God. We're not running around declaring whatever we want to declare. I'm sorry, that is an erroneous teaching. That's as silly as claiming Psalm 91. I'm claiming Psalm 91. Well, great. But unless you actually dwell in the secret hiding place, and the word means to live and abide and remain, unless you're actually walking in the anointing, living in the anointing, dwelling in the anointing, you're not actually meeting the conditions of Psalm 91, and it doesn't matter what you claim. You could claim to know the Lord, but if you don't, you don't. In any event, we got to get to reality, and then we got to get to the victory, and it is the anointing that breaks the yoke, that brings the victory from all the deceptions and all the hindrances and all the bondages of the devil, and we can't be pretending anymore. This war that's coming is real. The tribulation is real. The demons that are coming out of the abyss are real. The witchcraft against us is real. And the people that are dying are really dying. We've got to stop being children. We've got to step up like the people of God that we were called to be. You've been given the authority. You know what to do. It's time to start walking in it and doing the will of God. And step out in faith. Cover yourself in prayer. Pray for your family. Take authority and rebuke any retaliation. And then go to war. Because the battle is engaged. You know, this, it's, it's, um, it's been far too long that the church has been sitting in the stands watching somebody else or waiting you know, for, the, for the Lord to do all the work. Well, the Lord finished his ministry 2,000 years ago. It's our turn now. We are given the mantle. Jesus said, as my Father sent me, I am sending you. We are to go forth with the same mission, the same empowerment, And how did the Lord stay connected to the anointing of his Father? By being constant and and quick in prayer. And the Lord fasted frequently. And he would go off sometimes praying all night. And, And we need to do the same. Because what is coming, brothers and sisters? You've heard me a thousand times before. When this thing hits us, everything will change in in a day, and it will never go back. And if we're not already prayed up, if we don't have the oil in our lamps, 
if we don't have our weapons, our armor secure, if our swords are not sharpened, if we're not ready to engage in the warfare of what is coming, it's going to be difficult to catch up. If you haven't been paying attention and you haven't been doing your homework and you haven't been following the admonitions so that you're learning the skills to engage in the spiritual warfare, well, you, Frank, you know what happens when you send, you know, green, you know, um, totally green soldiers who've never had a, a day taste of real combat. All they did was go through basic and then infantry training, and you send them into a real combat zone. Ninety percent of the fatalities occur in the first thirty days. So they don't know what they're doing. They never had any real experience. They never stood up, and they never engaged in the fight. They just practiced it. They read about it. They were trained, but they never walked in it. And the reality of the war is different than the training. But we have the opportunity to get the real experience by simply standing up in faith and beginning to wage war in the Spirit. And brothers and sisters, with the battle that's raging against all of us right now, we are needed. You are needed on the wall. You are needed on the front lines. You're needed on your, your prayer couch. You're, it's incumbent that we all get on our knees. And let's pray for one another and stand in the gap. Pray for your families. And Frank, I sent you a, um, a, a YouTube, or pardon me, a Word file on intercessory prayer reflections. Maybe you could turn that into a PDF and, and post it up with the, in the show notes. Because not everybody's read that. And not everybody that's going to listen to the program is, has seen it. It's got some great, it's got some great information. Did you just send it now? I sent it to you earlier today. I can send it again if I need to. Uh, no, I got, I got it here. Gotcha. I found okay. it. All right. Good. Well, you know, that's kind of what I have on my heart. And um, what do you have? Uh, what do you think, Frank? Anything else? An interesting quote from Martin Luther. I have so much to do today that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Perfect. That's powerful. Yeah, because you know powerful. what? If we, it is, it's also reality, because if we go rushing off in the flesh, we spin our wheels, we work on the wrong stuff, we get distracted, and we get less than half of what we needed to accomplish. But if we're walking, if we spend the time in the anointing, the Lord's with us, and we get things done so... They're done right, and they're done right on time, and it all fits in. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the, you know, folks, it's real simple. The Bible says... And, and I say it's simple, but, you know, simple, I've messed it up. I'm good at messing up simple. But it's very simple. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all things shall be added unto you. Quit trying to add all things thinking that it will help you seek the kingdom of God. You would get it backwards so often. God says he'll take care of the rest. Do this one thing. Seek his kingdom. And folks, with that, you will not go wrong. And seeking his kingdom is not about just, is not just listening to the remnant call. Listen, folks, if you never listen to the remnant call and you're seeking the Lord, you're, that's not, listen, this show should be nothing but a reminder of how much you need the Lord. This show should be nothing but a reminder that you need to hear from God. 
this show should be nothing but people pointing you to the Lord. Not to ourselves, not to what we're selling, not to if you want to be a, a sponsored, a gold platinum member with your $1,000 a month donation. That's not the remnant call. This is a program to warn, but to ultimately point people to Jesus. Plain and simple. And if you get that out of this show, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. If you forget who Brother Frank and Benjamin are, it's okay. You just remember who the Lord is, and you'll be all right. And that's the truth. So, Brother, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And uh, God bless you all. We will continue on pushing forward. Listen, for those of you that are still in fast-breaking mode, take it easy. If you went the full 10 days on water, don't rush it. Don't worry if you already have. You know what I'm talking about. Your stomach's not happy with you. So back (laughs) off. Be gracious. It'll be gracious to you, too. This is a, this body's to work in harmony. You just detoxed it, and it's saying, listen, I'm not ready for the garbage of Babylon yet, and just take it very slow, and it'll work out well, and you'll have a, you'll have a fine time. And you know what? Sometimes, honestly, you learn the hard way once, but it takes breaking it wrong one time to really learn never to do that again. So, praise God for that. Anyways, folks, God bless you. Thank you for being here on the Remnant Call. Benjamin, let's close with a word of prayer uh, tonight uh, as we close this show out. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus because our imperfections remind us of how bad we truly need you. Lord, our weaknesses on Yom Kippur, we realized that we were like toast in five seconds after Yom Kippur began. We realized how thirsty we were immediately, Lord. And Father, that is, Brother Benjamin was saying, if we're not feeding ourselves with the spiritual food and drinking from the living water every day, we're just like in the flesh when we're going through Yom Kippur. We're dying of thirst and hunger. So, Lord, may we not return. You talked about the devils being cast out of the house. We went through 10 days of purging. Lord, we do not want them to come back with any friends around to harass. So, God, we're going to fill and keep that house filled with you. Seeking you in the morning, Lord. Praying throughout the day. Lord, dwelling upon your goodness in your holiness. And when the devil comes back, he'll have no room to come in. Because the best way to drive Satan out is by filling our house is full of your spirit. Lord, we are asking in Jesus' name that you would dwell in the fullness of the blessing that you have and the anointing, Lord. Not an anointing for us. I'm talking about, Lord, the anointing that reflects you in us, God. That way, when people see us, they see you. Thank you, Lord, for that. We believe it because we've asked it in Jesus' name, the name of Yeshua. We've not asked it in any other name, no other ministry. We've only asked it in yours, Lord. So thank you for this. We ask that you would now bless the listeners to continue to daily rise up and to seek you, Lord, because we know that nighttime prayer is nothing but turning on the switch to the snooze. Because, Lord, when you try to wait tonight to say your prayers and do your studying, it's five minutes to lights out. And, Lord, we know that we need to start this as Jesus did. 
when you woke him up here on this earth in the morning, his ear in the morning, you spoke, Lord, you nourished him. We want to be the same way as his perfect example was to us. Thank you, Lord, for blessing and sustaining this program without any human intervention, Lord. It has been from you and you alone. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless everybody. God bless you, Brother Benjamin. This is Brother Benjamin and Brother Frank on the Remnant Call. Send everybody good night and shalom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.